0: Okay, that's enough. Let's listen to this episode. Welcome back to another episode of The Stacks. I am your host, Tracy Thomas, and The Stacks is a podcast where we talk about all your favorite bookish things. This week, our guest is Ashley North. Ashley is a celebrity stylist a TV personality and now she is also the CEO of her own lifestyle brand called AN Style. We're going to talk all things books. We're going to talk a lot about reading to your children, why maybe reading has stopped being a priority in Ashley's life, and also curriculum in high school reading. There's a lot more that we discuss like Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish and all sorts of stuff which you'll see, but Here's the other awesome thing we're doing. Um, My husband, for my birthday, got me tote bags and pins that are the Stacks branded. And I'm so excited. They're very cool looking. And I know a lot of you saw them on Instagram this weekend and were interested in getting one. So here's how you can get the Stacks tote bag and or pin. Become a patron. Patreon is a website that allows listeners and consumers of independent content to support the work that's being done. Um, you can support for as little as or as much as you want a month, and in exchange, you get awesome perks. So normally, you get to help us pick future book club picks, send in questions, find out about guests early, um, and other things. But this time around, if you become a patron before July 31st, So the end of this month, you'll be entered to win a Stacks pin and or a Stacks tote bag. So just go to patreon.com slash the Stacks and then uh, decide how much you're able to contribute and know that I super duper love you. The last little thing before we get started this week is a reminder to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening to us through Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. Our most recent review comes from SMG78, and they say, This show is incredible. The host is articulate and knowledgeable. Can't get enough. It's that easy. It takes like five seconds, and it means so much to us and helps to get the show out to more people. So please rate and review the show if you can. All right. That's all for me for now. Let's talk to Ashley, get to know her. And of course, send your comments, questions, and concerns over whenever you have them. All right. Enjoy the show. All right, everybody, we are here with Ashley North, who is a celebrity stylist, TV personality, and now she's the CEO of her own lifestyle brand called A.N. Style. Hi, Ashley. Hi, you make me sound so fancy. You are fancy. (laughs) Listen, full disclosure, I guess we should just say it now. Ashley and I are... we've known each other since uh, she's known me since i was in my mom's stomach yes. so we're basically just <clears throat> gal pals for life so that's oh, life. there's going to be giggling is what i'm trying to say sorry mom my mom Does gets mad mom at love me it? when we when i have people where i giggle a lot <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. She's, She's going to hate, hate this. this episode for sure. <laughs> Hi, Susie. Hi, Mom.
0: Sorry about it. Okay. So I just introduced you, like, your professional resume, but why don't you kind of give us a little bit about your personal resume of life? Okay. I
1: am from Seattle, Washington. I am in my mid-30s. I choose not to say the actual number any longer okay um i am a mother to two beautiful little girls mm-hmm. and i have a fiance named deshawn and we are living happily in calabasas now oh gosh so happily far ever from calabasas so far from everything. Yeah, it is
0: far. Yeah. Um, for those of you who aren't from L.A., Calabasas is just like this Our magical fairyland that is like an hour from L.A. It's where far. the Kardashians rule the world. Yeah, and Bieber, right? Isn't he there? Or he was? I have no idea where he lives. Well, speaking of Bieber, that's yeah. a good segue to your life. So, Ashley, you are a celebrity stylist and you dressed Justin Bieber I did back Just, in his good old days I dressed Justin Bieber back in his heydays,
1: his baby days his like hoodie days yeah his like real little boy
0: <laughs> like. like the purple hoodie and oh
1: we loved a purple hoodie loved a purple hoodie. Loved well, I a feel pur- like a
0: lot of people associate that with Justin Bieber before he dyed his hair blonde and went absolutely insane yeah yeah, like that—that
1: that is quintessential, Justin Bieber, I think, like his bedazzled jacket mm-hmm. with like Bieber on the back. Mm. That was us. That was you. Yes. And now you
0: dress Kevin Hart.
1: Yes, now um, Kevin Hart is my main client. I work with other men, but he's my steady. And you've been with him for how long? I have been with Kevin now for um a little over 11 years. So he was my first client on okay. my own, and he is – my longest client as That's well. a long time, 11 years. It is a long time. And um, someone actually just said this to me the other day. Like, in terms of the styling world, it's, like, unheard of because right. people switch stylists like they switch albums. You know, like, they have right. a new album, you get a new stylist. Like, that's right. what people do. So to work with someone for as long as I've worked with Kevin, it's really sort of unheard of. Um, But it's been really cool because I was sort of there from the beginning right. with him. Right.
0: And I've been here through the whole ride. That is Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart, and he really has like eleven years ago. He was not. I mean, you had to be like into comedy to know Kevin. Yeah, Hart Yeah, like years the ago. only reason
1: I recognized him the night that we met and when I like gave him my business card and was like, oh, "I'm a stylist." <laughs> I was like, "That's the guy from Soul Plane." Like that's all <laughs> that he was known
0: for at the time. That's so funny. Yeah.
1: So now- I'd never
0: heard of Kevin Hart before. Like I didn't know who Kevin Hart was before you dressed him. I okay. knew him through you, which yeah. I'm probably the only person in the history of the world who knew a celebrity through their stylist. Yes. Oh, have you seen I any of my work? that. No, but I have seen the jean jacket you're wearing tomorrow. Cool, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> is he funny in life?
1: Okay. I think that most people would say he's funny in life. Yes. Okay. I think that me and Kevin have – The type of like brother-sister relationship where he's like, I'm like, oh my God, you're so annoying. Yeah. Okay. That's sort of our relationship just because it's so long.
0: Right. But he is like over the top in life too.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, he's pretty much on all the
0: time. Got it. That's sort of just him. Right. Well, some people, like famous people, celebrities, especially comedians, I feel like some of them have like a lot of darkness and like they're like very quiet and they like don't want to be, they're like, don't talk to Kevin. No, he's like always on. He is
1: Kevin Hart. all the time that's funny yeah
0: um what's like some of the coolest stuff that you've been able to do through through Kevin because that's like you have access to things that you might not have access to when you're in the dressing room like putting clothes on someone's body
1: yeah I mean I've been able to meet a lot of different celebrities and it's been like a really cool experience for me like even this last weekend I was in New York dressing Kevin and then when we were done on set he was like oh we're all gonna go to the Chris Brown concert and I'm like oh okay but like that meant like not only were we going to the Chris Brown concert but then we were going to Chris's dressing room after to meet him Whoa. and say good show right so I mean those are the That's type cool. of things
0: <laughs> yeah and you've dressed him for pretty big stuff like yeah. Do you want to plug some of the cool things you've done or I do mean, you want me to do I mean, he's done the you? Oscars yes. a few
1: times. We've done the Golden Globes where he also got on the best dress list. Boom. Um, you know. SNL. Oh, yes. That SNL big twice. SNL big. is a really big deal. And he, um, I dressed him twice for SNL.
0: And do you, like Kevin's really out in the world. And I guess this is for just in general, generally styling. Are you styling him only for big things or are you like hey kevin i just shipped you 30 pairs of pants and 50 shirts like have fun getting dressed yeah
1: so the thing with kevin is i'm constantly shopping for him so basically his whole wardrobe is Stuff my you creation bought.
0: okay but then <laughs> other people you might just dress them for yes. an award show or an opening night
1: yeah kevin is sort of out of the ordinary in the fact that number one he really loves clothes and likes to look good all okay. the time and number two he has a lot of money
0: right so he's
1: he's <laughs> so shopping he, he's shopping consistently Got so it. like other clients yeah i mainly just dress them for like award shows or you know they're hosting
0: something right or stuff right. like that okay and who else do you dress?
1: So right now, um, I work with Terrence J. He's another client that He's I'm working MTV with. He's MTV guy? Yeah. Okay. So he does a lot of MTV. He was on E! News for a while. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Um, and he does a lot of hosting. Like he hosted the BET Awards pre-show and cool. the NAACP Awards and stuff like that. So a lot of red carpet for him. Okay. And then he does a lot of TV hosting. Nice. So, yeah, and then
0: it's good. if you had like a dream client or a few dream clients or who are people that you're like, yeah. I would love to get my hands on your wardrobe.
1: Okay. First of all, This is someone I would love to get my hands on just because I think that he's dressed very poorly and I would just love to see more from him. Okay. That is Drake. Oh, that's a good one. He, I mean, Drake is so talented and I love his music and his clothes are awful. Yeah, they're like mediocre
0: at best. At best. It's just kind of like norm core. Yeah,
1: it's just like, I'm the normal guy. Like, I just do what I want. But it's like, but you're also Drake, so you're like, Drake. can we not? Right. Could we just we do, do more? We could do better. We could <laughs> right. do better. Yeah. Okay, who else? And in terms of dream climb right now, I think like a Chadwick Boseman or something mm. just because he's you know he's on top of his game right now and also the fashion world really likes him he dresses well yeah he he was great
0: at the met gala yeah he was Um, like cowboy pope right wasn't that him
1: yeah that
0: was so yeah
1: they do a good job with him i would just like to do it you just would also like to but he has a stylist he does and her name is actually ashley as well and we met at the hollywood reporter dinner but that was
0: oh right because can you plug how great you
1: are Oh, by the way, I was mentioned in the Hollywood Reporter. They do a yearly like the top stylist in the industry and I was on their list this year. So that was exciting. That and was I got so to go exciting. to this really cool dinner and like everyone was there with their stylist. Oh, And fun. of course, Kevin embarrassed me, but that's fine. Because Kevin embarrasses Kevin. you. He likes to he embarrass likes to you. Embarrass me. That means he loves you, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: That's what my mom used to tell me about my brother when he was mean to me. Because he exactly. loves you.
1: He's like the little brother yeah. or
0: older, older brother that smaller. I never had. But smaller. He is much smaller. smaller. Okay. Um, Do you feel pressure to dress yourself? No. None. I don't. Because you just love clothes. I just love clothes.
1: So when it comes to me, sometimes I feel pressure because I am so immersed in men's fashion oh. that sometimes when it comes to dressing myself, I'm like, oh, what do I do? Because I don't really have any women clients. Right. Um, So sometimes there's pressure in that regard. But for the most part, I just wear what feels good. good. Like it's just, I guess that's my... My gift is that I can just do it. So there's not a lot of pressure.
0: Wow. Because I always feel pressure whenever I go anywhere with you in public. I'm like, I don't want to go because... I I've asked you to clothes. go to so
1: many things and you say no because you don't have anything to wear. We're going to talk fine. about
0: this next week when we talk about year of yes, but that is very yes. true that oh, I've said no to a lot yes. of things. Because so many things. I, and it's literally because I'm too scared you to get the, dressed. You, it has nothing it's to do not with social the event. anxiety. Nope. Mm-hmm. It is clothing anxiety. It's, it's clothing anxiety next to your clothing.
1: <laughs> and like i don't dress like bad. you feel fine when you're next to jake yeah.
0: you win every time well just kidding, it's jake. literally next to anybody i'm not stressed out but if i'm going somewhere with like you or my friend becca who's an actress yes. i'm like i don't want to go because they have cute clothes and i don't but you always look cute I just there's never feel been stressed. a
1: time where you like showed up and i was like oh god i'm well, so embarrassed to be here with I'm her I'm a pretty conservative dresser though <laughs> and that's like good. i don't go nuts
0: but i just feel like because you've Hollywood, got to stay true to who you are thank you Thank you. This is why I love Ashley because she always makes me feel better about dressing like a grumpy person. (laughs) Um, I want to backtrack a little bit because I do want to know. You have kind of one of those jobs that I think a lot of people would want to have and think that they want to have. How did you become a stylist?
1: So this is kind of a weird story. Um, I believe I fell into it Mm because I was in my final quarter at the university of Washington, I was majoring in communications with an emphasis in PR and I thought I wanted to do PR. So I go to do like my last quarter internship at this PR firm in Seattle. And I'm like, Oh hell to the naw. This is not <laughs> what I want to do. And now I've just wasted my entire college career thinking this is what I was going to get into. And now I don't want to. So I literally graduated and I was like, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And, I ended up working with this local magazine. There was a photographer on staff at the magazine that I knew. And he was like, I want to start doing like some fashion shoots. Like, do you want to help me? And I'm like, okay, like, sure. I like clothes. Why (laughs) not? So I started literally producing these photo shoots with him and getting the clothes and finding the models and dressing the models. And I was like, I love this. I love this. So I immediately enrolled in the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in Los Angeles. Moved to LA because I knew that there wasn't anything that I could do in Seattle. Right. right. Um, I moved to LA, and just—I mean, it's a crazy story. But I literally, like, within a month of living here, I met a stylist. Immediately started assisting her. She was a huge deal. Like she dressed like Eddie Murphy, oh, ludicrous. Wow. Chingy like at the time like right sure. these are all I mean these are Chingy. huge these are huge names though sure. And so I'm just sort of thrown into it and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know I haven't even lived in LA a month and now I'm on music video sets and I'm in Eddie Murphy's closet at his right. house I'm like this, this is, is crazy. crazy But it all just happened very naturally and so then it just grew from there.
0: That's so cool. Yeah That's like really like an LA story. It is. Okay <laughs> So aside from the glamour of being in Eddie Murphy's closet, what's something that people that you hear people talk about that's like, oh my God, I wish I could do that. That sounds so glamorous that you're like, that is literally like garbage man work. Like it's terrible. I hate it. You
1: know what? That's the thing about my career is everyone thinks it's so glamorous. And of course, there's glamorous sides to it. But also the way that I run my business, I'm extremely hands on. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to shopping and then carting all the stuff to the client's closet and like you're sweating and you have 15 bags on each arm and your car is packed to the ceiling (laughs) and, you, you know, like there's all these things that. You know, when you see Rachel Zoe on TV and she whisks into the um, fitting with like her heels and dress on, that's not my life. Like I'm not, I, I do a lot of the leg work in it. it. So it's not as glamorous. Have you ever
0: tried to pass off any of the work?
1: I, I try, but it's hard. It's hard. You can't relinquish. Um, Yeah. Hmm. I, I, I have a control issue when it
0: comes to my clients Well, you're – but you're a hands-on human in general. In general. Like you're not one – you I just, don't pass stuff off. Very yeah, easy. I think it's hard. I, that's hard for me too. Like yeah. even stuff that I don't know how to do. I'm like, I don't know how to do this, but I will figure it out better than someone who's an expert. Yeah, which yeah. is basically this entire podcast. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing, but, but I don't. I, but you do a fantastic job. We're going along. We're yes. learning as we go. Yeah. Well, when this podcast takes off and I become the most influential human in the history of the which book world, I know it's going to happen. Will you dress me for my event? Uh, duh. Even though I'm not a boy. Duh. Okay, great, great. I can't. Then wait. I can finally go to events with you because. I'll <laughs> I I can't
1: wait to dress you. You're gonna have a photo shoot and everything oh, It's gonna good. be amazing. I'm gonna look like a librarian. No, well, yeah, like a cool you're gonna librarian. be like Tracy Ellis Ross. Ooh, I was thinking she's
0: she's yeah. she's very like sure she's but a librarian, she's got she, some sass. She's a she's librarian. She yeah. great. I'm excited. We okay. may show a midriff or two. Just oh, be prepared to get my crunches on. Um, what kind of stuff inspires you? Like, what do you look to for inspiration when you're? Like dressing, especially dressing someone for so long. Like yeah, how do you keep like it you fresh? it's like you constantly have to evolve.
1: Um, I The thing about it, when I started doing this, it was all about magazines. So I was every month go to the magazine stand, get like 20 magazines, oh and you're flipping through and you're tearing and, you know, you're doing boards right. and all this stuff. But now the way that the internet works and especially social media, it's literally – you can go on Instagram and find anything that you want. Like, there's uh, so many pages. You know, each magazine has a social media page where they're posting all of right. this stuff. You can go online and see pictures of all of the designers' runways. So I don't necessarily have to go to Milan for Men's Fashion Week. I can stream right. it on my computer. Right. But so then you don't get
0: to go to Milan.
1: I know. And I'm still – I I yell at Kevin every year because, like, I've been telling him so long, like, we've got to go to Men's Fashion Week. But he's so busy all the right. time. That's, like – the least of his That's like concern. your dream
0: thing that you want Kevin to do. Yes.
1: Someday we're going to do it.
0: Well, maybe Terrence J will do it. And yeah. then we could just be like, sorry, Kevin. You sorry, missed your Kevin, chance. Sorry, Kevin. You missed your chance. Yeah. Bye, guys. front row with Terrence. Yeah. Oh, my Boop. God. Can I be your assistant for that? Yeah. I just want to eat pasta.
1: I just want to sit there. With my glasses on. Okay, I monitor. interrupted
0: you though. I want to know what else inspires you. So, magazines, using the internet. Are yeah. there any like books that you use? Or like- also,
1: I'm a huge fan of coffee table books, mm. specifically fashion ones. It's sort of something that I collect, and I love them. Yeah, they're like my babies. You yeah. can spend so much money on them because they're so. Expensive, but it's like my and they're big. They're huge and they're heavy and they're so chic. Yeah. Oh my God. There's so- well, you're in some your work is in some my work is in some books Yes, that's exciting it is exciting i um justin came out with a book it was just basically a book about justin right. but like obviously a lot of my work was featured in that and then kevin also has his own book he came out with his book and so a lot of my work is in that book as well
0: his like story his book about his life or his like he book a his book about his life oh i see and there's so like kevin, a picture section. yeah
1: he i guess it's called an autobiography Got it. Yeah, that's right. You did it. Did I say it right? You said it right. (laughs) And And I'm really not stupid.
0: Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should be at least simple. That's why for the last three plus years, I have been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. And it makes me feel nourished and strong enough to tackle whatever else might come my way. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Okay, I want to shift a little bit because you're a stylist and that's great. But also, you're a really amazing thing. You're a mom.
1: I am a mom. To
0: two little girls. Who I yes. love dearly, one of which is technically my goddaughter, but she hates me. And the other one is my superhero of life, Charlie Goldson. She loves you. She's she's my one. And yeah. the other one who I'm supposed to like monitor her well being is like, please don't look at me, Tracy. Like, get out of my but face. She,
1: but you know, in all fairness, she's like that with most people. Including so it's you not sometimes. Yeah. Like she's super shady to me it's all funny. the time. The only person who doesn't get that is her father. Her father. Because
0: they look alike. They're twins. They're the same. You are just like Charlie, the older daughter. And Deshawn is... Just like the little daughter, shady as sure. can be. Shady, shady, yeah. shady. But when they shine their light on oh, you, it's, it's the, the best, best light. Yeah. Because when you get that light, it's like, wow, wow. it really means something. Yeah. Like one yeah. time, Deshawn threw something at me and it hit me in the eye, <laughs> which was the darkness of Deshaun. But then when it hit me in the eye, he was so worried that something was wrong right. with me. And then he was so nice. And so I was kind of milking it. I was like, oh, I can't. Oh, my see eye. My eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, And yeah. I still bring it up. And he's like, you know, that was on accident. I'm like, this is the only time you've ever been nice to me <laughs> but so okay so you have these two daughters yes they're lovely humans they are chase the little one just turned two and charlie is seven and a half yeah holy moly um Jeez. talk about it what's it yeah. like being a mom it is the greatest thing that i've <laughs>
1: ever done so i can talk about kevin and meeting chris brown and being in his dressing room but then really like coming home to them is like the greatest thing oh yeah i do i love them and i always thought i wanted boys and then god gave me two girls and i honestly i i wouldn't have it any other way like it's so much fun to be a mother to a daughter because i don't know i guess it just gives you a whole set of responsibility and i like know how i looked at my mom and like she worked hard and she provided for us and like I want to be that same mother to my girls. Right. So it pushes me.
0: And you're super close with your mom. I am. My Ashley's mom is mom like my is... best
1: friend and she's also my most annoying friend.
0: She's also <laughs> been your best friend since you were like little though. Like, yeah. I, when I was like 12, I was like, mom, no. You yeah. were like, oh, Pam. Pam and I are going uh, shopping. Me, yeah, me
1: and my mom were always close. I think it could have to do with that I was an only child too. Right. So it was just me and her and my dad. And my dad was... A dad. Right. So of sure. course me and my mom were going sure. to party.
0: That's true. Yeah. Um, so this year for your daughter's birthday last week, I chased the little one. I got her a backpack because she's into that, but I also got her two books. And what I discovered, first of all, everyone else got her all these like giant toys, and yeah. then she went to open my present. And I was like sweating because I was like, <laughs> She's gonna hate this. She already hates me, and now she's gonna get a backpack in two books, and she's like, I'm too, I don't read. Like bye. So I'm like literally sitting there, like I don't want her to open this. This is gonna be so embarrassing. And then she opened it. She was so excited to get the books. She what did. happened? She loved the book. She, she loves books. She loves books. She does. I'm like so if they make her really excited. She'd be like book book. Yeah. And then she was like carrying it around with her before bed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm gonna cry. That's what she does.
1: Some nights she'll like I'll... I'll put her to bed, and then in the morning when I go and get her, she'll have a book in the bed with her. Like, she obviously can't read, and it was dark, but something (laughs) about the book gave her.
0: Yeah. And, like, you're, I mean, we'll get into this more, but you're a self-proclaimed not really a reader. I hate to read. But not really.
1: I don't hate to read. And honestly, as I was going through the questionnaire that you gave me, I realized that there was a point in my life where I actually loved loved reading and I was super into books and I had like my authors that I read all their books and like I don't know I guess it was just I went into a new phase of life where there's other things that take up my time right and then when I want to relax. Reading is no longer relaxing right. for me.
0: But you do read things, like you read magazines.
1: I read magazines, I love reading magazines, and what I realize is that I do actually read every day because I do have a devotional
0: oh. book that I read, okay. and I
1: didn't even think about that, but I do actually read every day. It's just a short.
0: You just are insecure short. about your reading because it's not the kind of reading. I'm that, not, yeah, that people associate like you're not a book I'm not reader. a
1: book reader, and I'm not like a smart book reader. And I never have been like when we get into it, you're going to be like, oh, Ashley likes cheesy books. That's okay. But so that was like, yeah. Well, but now I can just watch reality TV and it's just so much more relaxing. I was
0: listening to somebody talk. I can't remember where it was. It was maybe a podcast or something. And they were saying how um, documentaries are books for millennial or like our generation because Mm -hmm. people aren't reading so much. So a lot of with the with Netflix and all these online sources of entertainment people are now reading instead of reading they're watching these documentaries or multi-part series to learn the same information which I thought was interesting and I wish I could remember who was saying it um when I find it I will put it in the show notes I think it was maybe keep it or a podcast like that but they were yeah maybe it was keep it um Anyways, they were talking about that. I thought it was interesting. I like to read because I like to not have screen time. But if it's something, if it's still educational. And for some people, that's easier like to see yeah. it as opposed to read it. Yeah. But Chase likes books. Chase likes books and Charlie likes books. I
1: think even though I'm not an avid reader, it's something that I know is important. Right. And so I'm definitely, that's I'm instilling that in my daughters. because. Just because I'm not a reader, I'm not going to make them not readers as well. Because I know that they need to be readers. Right. So it's something that I started early with them. Right. So they always have had books, and we read like when they're babies, even when they don't fully understand, I'll read them a book before bed, and that's right. like the bedtime routine. And now Charlie's learning to read, mm. and so
0: you know she has to read every day. Right. Well, she spent the night. Charlie spent the night over here at our house, and. We were getting ready for bed, and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna read you from Charlotte's Web because that's one of my favorite books. Um, and she was like, Auntie, you read all the time. I was like, Yeah, she's like, Why do you like to read so much? And I was like, I don't know, I just love it. And she's like, I want to love to read too. And no. I was like, I'm crying, I gotta yeah. go. She was like, Bye, Charlie. Uh, sorry, something's <laughs> in my eye. Yeah, but it made me so happy. No, it,
1: yeah, I mean, because that's your guys'
0: relationship yeah. too. So, yeah, and yeah. I just think like it's, I like to see that they're into books. Cause I, I feel like we're told so much that like nobody reads anymore. Nobody cares yeah. about reading, but like, it's the, important. Yeah, it's important. I mean,
1: and I see like with you, like you have such a diversified range of knowledge from the books that you read. And right. it's absolutely amazing because you'll be talking about something and I'll be like, that's so smart. That's so <laughs> interesting. But I know nothing about it because my, my level of knowledge or what I'm learning about is streamlined right at this point in my life that is true I do yeah. feel like
0: what reading has helped me as far as like diversifying my knowledge or whatever is that you can pick up a book book and for those 200 or 300 pages you're immersed in someone else's Mm -hmm. way of thinking yeah so even if i pick up a book on a topic that i'm already interested in i'm gonna see it in a different way even if i don't agree yeah um or i'm gonna pick up something that i'm didn't know i was interested in like i got this book about attica it's called blood in the water Mm -hmm. the prison uprising and i got it because it won the pulitzer and i was like i don't think i'm gonna like this that much and then i read it and i was like this is amazing and i didn't know anything about this and now i'm obsessed. With this story. So I think that's what's cool for me about reading. Is that like not only do I learn new things. But I also can be steered. Towards yeah. new interests. Whereas if it was a TV show. I'd be like I don't want to watch anything about Attica. Yeah. I don't know about that. Right. And I'd change to something else. Whereas mm-hmm. like once you pick up the book. Like you're kind of there. Um, I think it's important. Yeah I
1: think it's good. I can't do it myself.
0: Well, you can. And you I can, do. And maybe I will. Maybe you will. Maybe this podcast will remind you. About how much you love reading. And then maybe. you'll be like I'm going to I read. really
1: didn't. I mean, I enjoyed reading the book.
0: Oh, yeah. So we read Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. We'll talk about it next week. But um, we're going to talk about it a bunch next week. I'm very excited. I mean, that's all we're talking about. (laughs) That's the whole focus of next week. So anyways. um, Okay. The last thing before we dive into books that I really want to touch on is you have a brand new lifestyle brand that you're in charge of and style. And you started with a candle launch. Yes. What is that?
1: You know what? I feel like my whole career has been... I don't want to say I fell into it, but stuff right. sort of like happens happens, and it comes to me and then it's like a overwhelming feeling inside of me that I'm like, this is what I meant to do. So with the candle line, you know, obviously I'm a stylist and I've been doing this for a long time, but it's not like all that I see myself doing. Like I wanted to grow my brand. Right. But I also wanted it to be something very organic. So um, lifestyle or like home Interiors has always been something that I've loved. And um, I, how I fell into the candles was that I was going into this candle that's this candle manufacturer in Santa Monica. And I'm like, I want to make a candle to send out to my clients and like right. my stores that I shop in a lot for Christmas. So I go in there and I'm like sitting down and there's all these perfume like all the oils and stuff Mm. and like she's showing me and like this is what we do and they walk me through the thing where they hand pour everything and i'm like this is so cool and so i'm i'm sitting there with um anthony who she's sort of like my publicist brand manager and we're doing it together because she's making a candle too and like all of a sudden we like look at each other and it was like simultaneous Mm -hmm. she was like you've got to do this. And I was like, I've got to do this. I love this. This is so so fun. So however much I fell into it, it has 100% become a passion for me. And like creating, I came out with like my signature collection, which is three fragrances. And it was so much fun and it took a lot longer than anticipated <laughs> because I wanted everything to be so perfect that I was going back and like, right. figuring it out because I really want it to be a luxury line of candles. So I'm trying to compete with like the Joe Malone's and the diptyque. So right. I And they be smell really
0: good. Thanks. I will um, definitely, we'll take some pictures of them and post it. And where can people get your candle? So
1: you can get my candle right now at shopanstyle.com and um, they're online right now. I'm going to be in some boutiques come fall.
0: Great. But uh, initially, the launch is on Okay. And that will be in the show notes, you guys. I'll, of course, at the bottom, I'll buy put, my candles. Yeah. It'll say Ashley's website or whatever. It'll yeah. link and you can go buy the candles. Yes. Um, and look, I don't, as I told you guys, I don't really compliment things that I don't think are good. What's the black candle that I love? Which one the is that? The black
1: candle is called Noir
0: Santal. Okay. And that's she loves the one. It. It's like, Really it's delicious. I don't what's in it? I can't even I don't know how to say these things.
1: It's like sandalwood and black currant, so it's sort of like a dark
0: fragrance. Wait, it's is that like, the original one? That's my okay. original. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's the one I love. Yeah. There's another the Eucalyptus mint one. I just got that today. It smells really good, but the black the noir santal santal is my jam if you wanna yeah. if you want your house to smell like my house. And that's mine. mine. And Ashley's. Um okay. So and before- Kevin's
1: Kevin oh. has the candles. R- Kevin. Kevin loves the candles.
0: Honestly, the thing that's nice about them is that they're good for men and women because my husband loves them too.
1: Yeah. So, especially the Noir Santal, I think that was my original fragrance and I was really keeping a man in mind. Yeah. But it's something that women can love too. It's It's just, it's sort of a masculine scent. So,
0: men, you should love it as well. I love it so much. Now we get on to my favorite part talking books, baby. My least favorite part. (laughs) Ashley's been very nervous about this, but. I, I'm actually excited to hear what she has you to say. I don't want to be exposed as being stupid. You're not stupid.
1: My voice already makes me sound stupid. And no. so now if I don't have the right answers,
0: there's no right answers. Know. Every week, all we talk about is a judgment-free reading zone. So I feel like anything that you've read has added value to your life, even if you thought it was trash. And I have read a lot of things that I was like, this was bad. And I feel like you learn and whatever. So just... I'm releasing you from your own personal judgment. I think you're perfect and I think your choices are going to be amazing.
1: Thanks.
0: Tell me about two books you love and one book you hate.
1: Okay. So this was really fun for me. Like I said before, because it literally helped me delve into my past because I literally haven't read a book. (laughs) Well, since I, I mean, one of the books that I love is called on becoming baby wise. And this was a book that I read when I was pregnant with my first daughter, Charlie, when I was extremely terrified of having a child and it was, put me at so much ease and gave me so much peace and so it's literally one of my favorite books because it helped you sleep train it helped me sleep train and it's the greatest thing ever and every parent should do it and when parents say that their kids are two and don't sleep through the night i just laugh at them (laughs) Because my children slept through the night of two months,
0: well, <laughs> and Charlie would, she was like two. She'd be like, "Mommy, I need a nap now." Yeah. Like she would no, like- my
1: babies will tell you it's time for them to go to bed. Yeah. So yeah.
0: that's great. So that's so that's one love. book
1: I love, and then the other book I love, I remember it is called "The Coldest Winter Ever." Okay. It's by Sister Soldier. Oh. And, it's a great book. It's like, a reality show. Okay. Come in a book. So it's like super juicy and there's like sex and violence and money and shopping. I love it. Okay. And what's a book you hate? the book i hate i remember i had to read it in high school and it was called animal farm and it was oh yeah my worst nightmare people that's like considered a classic yeah a classic nightmare
0: i've never read it okay i hate most classics i read it was so weird it was worry. like
1: animals but it was like about russia i don't know it yeah. was like strange it was I'm what do they call that it. an
0: allegory or something like yeah
1: that. i didn't i hated it
0: yeah I hated well, it.
1: that's fine okay well what are you currently reading so I'm currently reading The Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. Mm. Yeah. Next week? Next we week. We dive
0: in. Okay. I had to have some extra time.
1: That's okay. <laughs> That's okay.
0: Uh, what are some books that you're maybe looking forward to reading?
1: Okay. So the, uh, the one book that I'm looking forward to reading and my girlfriend sent it to me as a gift and it's called Getting Shit Done. Ooh. And so I'm really excited to read it because it's like about, you know, being a woman
0: and getting shit done. So here's a question. You're going to have to get shit done as in actually read the book to get the answers I know I'm gonna 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 do it it. I'm gonna do it everybody who's listening to this you should harass Ashley on social media because it'll help yeah and then when you're done you should post and let us know that you did it okay I'm going to um what are what are or how do you pick your next book
1: it's always like people either buy me books like mm-hmm. you or yes. like this time my friend Sienna bought me this book or like a suggestion like right. someone's like so you oh. take it mostly from people yeah yeah I'm never going on a list and being like what are the best books right. in America sure
0: no, don't say never you might
1: I won't you might uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay well what's on your nightstand so on my nightstand is of course an A and style candle ooh shop aandstyle <laughs> dot com. Thank you. Um, And then also, that's where I keep my devotionals. And this is when I realized that I actually do read
0: books. What's a devotional? You know I'm not religious. I know you're not
1: religious at all. Oh, actually, that book is called How to Get Shit Done. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Um, So a devotional is simply a daily, um, it's like a daily read. Like, they're usually just, like, a few pages. And it's just spiritual. So it might lead you into prayer or, like, it might lead you into, like, reading with your bible and it's just something that i like to do each morning
0: and is it do you have to get like a new devotional each year
1: um so there's certain devotionals the one that i always keep on my um nightstand is called confident woman Mm -hmm. and by joyce meyer and um it's like a 365 but i just like read it over and over okay got it that's so interesting i never i don't
0: know you know i don't know anything about this um okay what is a book that you like to recommend to people
1: on becoming baby wise because
0: if you are becoming a parent and you don't read this book you're doing the wrong thing I'm telling you it's great I actually give people the book who are pregnant because I'm like my friend Ashley told me to and her babies tell you when they need to take a nap so what else do you need what else do you need yeah what's the last good book someone recommended to you a thousand lives did I recommend that you
1: recommended it? You guys that's and my you book bought about it for Jones, me, and I had
0: it shipped to your home. Yeah, like I literally was like, you need to. Make and this. do
1: you know that I read almost three chapters? And that is wow, really that's great. a lot for you. It and is. you liked it. I got into the beginning of it.
0: You it was were, solid. You came to dinner, and you were like, I like this. I book. know
1: because I had re- I read the first three chapters, like, yeah. and now I can't find it. Cool, you've done it great.
0: Well, anyways, it's by Julia Shears. It's about Jonestown. It's one of my favorite books. It's nonfiction, and it's great. Um, What's the best book you've received as a gift?
1: So I'm going to go back into my devotionals because I know okay. you love that so much, and it was actually a book called Stuck. Okay, and it is a devotional,
0: and it's super quick read, and okay. it was great. Great, I love that. Um, do you, How do you read hard hard books or, or hard or hard copy? Whoa, struggle bus.
1: Struggle.
0: Hard copy, ebook, audiobook. I've never done an
1: audio book, but mm. now that you said that about Kevin's, like maybe that's something I could do because I didn't trial. read his book, okay. um, but
0: normally it's just hard copy. Yeah. Um, and then where do you read or like what's your reading? I typically
1: up? like to read in bed. In the morning or In night? the morning. In the morning. Okay. Yeah. Or, and then, or, and on planes. That's like, mm. that's how I really got into this book. Oh, right. And like on vacation, because that's like the only time where I don't have five million things I'm doing right. during the day.
0: Yeah. Well, I feel like. I mean, read. I try to treat my reading like a job kind of Mm -hmm. like I carve out time in my day. So I'm a to do list person. So on my to do list every day, it's like read. And I'll sometimes if I'm having a hard time focusing, I'll put my phone on airplane mode and I'll set a timer for an hour. And just sit down and read. That's very inspiring. Well, you know, if it helps you. I don't know. If you Maybe. if you want to make time for reading, you, you just have can. to make the time. I know. But just like how people feel about going to the gym, it's like you schedule it in your phone like an appointment. You know, if it's not a priority to you, but you want it to be, yeah. you have to make space. What's also funny, though, is that I think it also has to do with like your group of friends
1: because you're my only friend that reads. And mm. for instance, I was on the plane with Kevin and like mm-hmm. our team and I pulled out the book because i was trying to finish it right and um they all look at me like oh you read like (laughs) i'm trying to be fancy because i just like yeah i read
0: and you should be like kevin you should be happy that i read since you wrote a book
1: um okay it was funny
0: are there any books that you feel proud about having read
1: Um, Yes, there was one book that I feel proud about having read, and that is Invisible Man. And I read that in college because I took a lot of African-American studies classes. And it was um, in one of the uh, classes we read that book. And I feel like it's 100% a classic and something everyone needs to read. I've never read it. I feel very proud of myself because that's a smart book, and I read it.
0: And it is a smart book, and you read it, and it is a classic for sure. Don't ask
1: me what it's about. I won't. But I know I read it.
0: Okay, well, great. That check... Um, a book you're embarrassed about having read. So
1: when I was young, oh, I'm nervous. I used to read all those little like girly books, mm-hmm. like Nancy Drew, oh. and uh, but the one is the one about the horses, and I can't remember what it was called right now, but it was like the Horse Club. I got into horses uh, for a short time in my life, and it was really strange. Okay, but we'll it was look like it up. like teeny bop series about horses.
0: Let me try Googling it. I'm going to yeah. ask you the next question and Google okay. it while you go. Um, oh, what's a book that you're embarrassed about not having read?
1: Every book. Every single book. Like all the books that maybe Barack Obama wrote that I should have read. All the books that you've read. I'm embarrassed because I feel like I should have read but, you a know, lot of books.
0: I've not read Invisible Man.
1: I know, but that's like something... I don't know. Yeah, I'm actually shocked. So shame on you. Saddle Club? Saddle Club. The Saddle Club. <laughs> that is my most embarrassing. Another book I've never read or series of books. Because I used to like horses. It was strange. I loved horses.
0: I know, but it's kind of embarrassing. I never read it. I went to horse camp. So did I. And I tried being the only person who goes to Wait, horse camp. Wait, you went to horse camp? I went to horse camp. I used to volunteer at the stable. And that means like, Cleaning the horses and picking out their hooves and helping them put the saddles on, so I could ride the horses for free. But I felt like you told me that you don't want to ride a horse. I want to ride a horse. Jake, my husband, oh, refuses to ride funny. horses. I love horses. I haven't been on a horse in years. I, I love horses. Horseback riding. I would for shovel my their birthday. poop. Let's do it. Okay. Ashley and I's birthdays are very close, so very. Ashley's birthday is next week and my birthday is this week well yeah. when you're listening my birthday just happened and Ashley's birthdays in a few days anyways yes. you don't care who cares blah blah I'm excited I love a birthday yeah. um, okay what's a favorite book from your childhood um,
1: all the sweet valley high mm. I used to love those those are so good yeah. what about
0: did you read the babysitter club's book yes too? I
1: did but okay. I thought about that but sweet valley high I liked more you there were some sweet mystery valley sweet valley highs that were especially great
0: Yeah. You used to give those to me, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. A favorite book that was assigned to you in school? Their Eyes Were Watching God. Did you read it? Yeah. I've never read that either. That's one of the ones that I'm kind of embarrassed about. I took
1: a lot of African-American studies in college. This is the problem. Yeah.
0: Is that I, this is one of the reasons that I wanted to actually start this podcast, aside from just talking about books in a non, Mm -hmm. you know, judgy way, Mm -hmm. but I feel like a lot of my life was wasted in school reading the stuff that the teachers thought that I should read and not the stuff that were was important to me as a human. And then in high school, my African-American history teacher in high school made us read the autobiography of Malcolm X. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Tony Green. And, um, I didn't finish it. I was like, Oh, this is fine. And then I read it right after college. And I was like, yo, this man, Tony Green, Mr. Green was assigning, real yeah. shit in school yeah. and I was like yo I need to go back and read so like I've gone back I've been trying to go back and read some african-american like classic mm-hmm. books but I wish we were assigned their eyes were watching god no
1: that's what I was saying because like one of the questions we're gonna get to is like what would you
0: that's the next one Talk yeah, to yeah
1: because I feel like there were so many books that I read in college where I wish I could have read them in high right. school because the earlier that you learn these things and it's ingrained in you I right. think the better so like for instance like reading um you know i know why the cage bird sings mm-hmm. or something like that in high school i think could change your whole totally. life totally
0: well and it because i feel like in school what happens is the teachers put in front of you whatever they put in front of you and that automatically gets meaning and value because of yeah. all the books in the world like, that's the one why you're did reading. i have
1: to read animal farm like what was that <laughs> doing for me when i could have been reading books about race relations in america but instead sure.
0: we're reading about russia in the 19 19- well, you were reading about like communism. You were yeah, reading about another care. thing, anyways. But the point is that yeah. the point is that like anything that's put in front of you as a kid, you automatically assign value to it. So mm-hmm. your teachers are giving you all these books written by white men, and that's telling you that that's what an author is. Yeah. Like I didn't even really understand that that's that like anybody could be an author mm-hmm. and that anybody who wrote a book was an author and therefore there are books written by people who are valuable like I think we had to read Maya Angelou maybe or was one of the teachers assigned it but also mm-hmm. different teachers assigned different books yeah. so depending on who you got. You we were
1: also in Oakland going to school. I feel like you may have been a little more progressive than sure. it was in Bellevue Washington. Well
0: yeah I mean but yeah. not that much. I had yeah. to take an African American history class to get right. Malcolm X. Like yeah. it wasn't like in the and regular class. And I don't think that's class. right. I think that That should be I, in regular history. It should be
1: 100 regular history because this is American history. Right. Right. So to try and identify it as African American history is not really fair because... Exactly. It's just history.
0: <laughs> Actually, so Jake and I went to um, Barnes & Noble the other day. We were at the Grove, and I'm standing up there upstairs, like, looking at the books, or whatever, just, like, looking, you know, not trying to buy anything. And I see these two girls, and they go, and they pick up the autobiography of Malcolm X, and they're these two white girls, and one of them picks – or they're white-appearing. Maybe they had other things going on. But anyways, they're white-looking. And she picks up the book, and she's like, Oh, it's so long. I'll never finish this. Uh And I was like – and, of course, me being obnoxious and a book lover, I'm like – I know it looks really long. The beginning's a little slow, but I'm telling you, it's a great book. And she's like, yeah it's just really long and I was like I'm sure you got it assigned in school I'm sure you wouldn't have picked it up I'm telling you it's a really good book you probably are going to be like miserable in the beginning but it's worth a read and you might not appreciate it now and then you're going to read it in your 20s and you're going to be like yo I can't believe my teacher was assigning this and she was like okay thanks and it made me feel better yeah, because I just I was sad that she wasn't excited to read yeah. it because it's a big book but then maybe you changed her I don't know I doubt it outlook. she heard her, and her friend like walked away and then they I heard were, them like giggling stupid. they were like Is that?" old lady like, leave what, us alone what that old lady in the bookstore talking today no but
1: this happened even in my daughter's school I just feel like I yeah. mean she's seven like I get it but I feel like the earlier that you can learn about the things that happen especially right. you know right African-American right. history I just feel like it's important and I don't think that it's something that should be shied away right. from like oh it's shameful like right. no or that it's
0: other yeah like because i feel like you know a lot like we read joy luck club mm-hmm. but that's the only chinese right. american story also a great it's a great, great. book and a yeah. great movie i love love the movie. movie best quality crab um but but like something like that is like the it's held up as the only one unless you take an asian american literature right. class right and it's like well Why shouldn't I get to hear voices from other people, from other places, especially in a country that is a quote unquote melting pot, right? It's like if that's who we want to pretend that we are, which is I think up for debate, especially currently. But I think if that's who we think that we are and we want to be diverse in L.A. or in Oakland or wherever you Mm -hmm. are, like you can't just relegate the classic books or the books written by people of color to a separate category because it's not, you're then you're not doing what you're saying. And I also think this is a little bit more nitpicky, but I think that only teaching the classics is also does a disservice to, to everybody because I think when you say only my Angelou is important or only Toni Morrison or only, you know, uh, Amy Tanner, whoever is considered in, like the important people you're taking away from people who are up and coming. Like yeah. they had to start somewhere. Right. So why aren't, why aren't, aren't kids we, reading yeah. a book that came out this year and being like, this is what current literary fiction is, or this is what current African-American literature is. So I think, I mean, I could go on and on for the, about this. Right. I think it's really interesting. And It's one of the things that I I was considering becoming a teacher and that was like, why? Because I wanted to push books. Because, yeah, you should get to read stuff. You should have to read stuff. Anyways, I'm going to try to gently climb off this (laughs) soapbox. Slowly. And just move forward and maybe change the topic a little bit. Do you have any favorite
1: authors? I did remember that I loved Toni Morrison. Mm. I I've read several of her books, and I really just love the way that
0: she writes. It's so I've never. Well, I read part of The Bluest Eye in high school, but I just couldn't get into it. I've never really read any Toni Morrison, but I have Beloved on my list. Yeah. And one of um, our listeners, his name is Reggie. He's like my homie on Instagram. He really welcomed me into the book community. I I love Reggie. He's awesome. But he he calls Toni Morrison like his icon, like that's his number one. And he's always talking about her books. Yeah. He's really excited me about it. So hearing you say that. Yeah. Do you have a favorite of her books that you can remember? The Bluest Eye and I. I I Did Love Beloved. Yeah. Yeah. People love that. And then also I've heard good things about Sula. Sula. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the other I read one. that one also. Yeah. So I gotta do that. I gotta do yeah. those. Um. Okay, what about a favorite book that's been adapted to a film or TV show?
1: Okay, so when you just said Joy Luck Club, mm. hello. I totally forgot about that. But so then good. my other one was Fifty Shades of
0: Grey. Ooh,
1: you saw the movies? I saw those movies. I've never read the book. I oh. do
0: have it. Someone gave it to me. You'll like it. It's really fast. I loved it. I'm embarrassed, but I did like them. Listen, those movies are great. I need to see them. They're so good. Guess what? We're at your last question. Yay! <laughs> You're like, I can get out of here. Um, Okay. This is my favorite one. If you could recommend one book to the current president of the United States, what would it be? So it was really
1: difficult because there's so many things Mm -hmm. that he needs to learn. Mm -hmm. But I just said basically anything written by Barack Obama because hello, can we go back?
0: Yes. Oh my God. Well, Michelle's book is coming out in November. That's going to be great. Yeah. I'm very excited. I think, I don't know yet for sure, but my hope is that early 2019 will cover her book on the podcast so good yeah all right do you have anything else that you want to add about books or reading or anything
1: I just want you guys to know that I am going to try and make an effort to read more but I want you guys to know that I make it a priority for my children that's good So that's important to all you readers that are judging me I at, told least you, release I, the judgment. at least I pass it down to my
0: children. No no one's judging you. Okay. You're not the only person who I know who listens to this show who's like, I listen to this show because it makes me feel like I'm reading. I know. I feel smarter <laughs> after I listen to this show. And you talked about some really good books. I don't okay. know what you're talking about. Thanks. Anyways. All right. So Ashley and I are done for today. We will be back next week to discuss Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. Um, if you haven't listened or if you haven't read it yet, read it. Um, I will link to all of Ashley's social media and also where you can get her candles on shopanstyle.com. Yes. And we will see you all in the stacks. That's it for today's episode of The Stacks. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Ashley North for being our guest. Ashley will be back next week to discuss Shonda Rhimes' book, Year of Yes. Please go ahead and rate and review this show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our graphic designer is Robin McCray. Our theme music comes from Tagirajus, and this show was created and produced by me, Tracy Thomas.